Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Students, who doesn't love weekends? Full of selfies, snaps, chats, and whatever else you get up to. So fuel your passion for the weekend with a little help from Vodafone X. Switch today and get unlimited weekends and 20 gigs of 4G data for just 20 euro top-up. Plus 100 minutes of calls and unlimited tax. Now that's more fuel for more fun. Search Vodafone X now. For full terms, conditions and limitations, including our fair usage policy, see Vodafone.ie. you on chastity because for one me and frank always work together i always see you around them it's women's history month and my mind was like celebrate the women mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it just kind of comes natural to me because last year we uh we set up that like a little panel for dr mm-hmm. cat dr. williams cat. And I was yeah. Like, yeah yeah that, that's cat williams <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was gonna come out of <laughs> Dr. Cat Williams. You have got to see this nigga special. You gotta see this special. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why are you looking at me like that? I feel like I'm about to implode and combust. I'm so hot up in here. So we got Chastity here, man. Chastity, I wanted to bring you in because I think you, you know, you you hear people say dope queen or black queen. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are that. Um, because knowing you, seeing how you back and support Franklin um, while still having, you know, your own personal things and goals that you're trying to do, which I think a lot of times with women, you're asked almost to put your dreams and things on the back burner when it comes to a husband that's working or as an entrepreneur or so on and so forth. But it was crazy because I thought about relationships and what make them work, and one of the first things that came to me was humor. And when I read your blog today, trying to just find a little bit, a few more things out about you, which I didn't even know you had a blog out. Artesia told me. Oh, She's yeah. like, go check out the blog if you stuck for content and you're trying to figure out what you could talk to her about. Right. So the first thing I saw was the open letter. Mm-hmm. I know me and Artesia, we came to your wedding. You guys got married last year? 16. October 2016. Man, time is blowing it, it flies. So what happened my phone is going off and we're getting responses. So you can read those. And I'm trying not to read because we had a guest that was supposed to be calling in before you and we got off track. But I was looking at the open letter and the part that got to me was the part where you wrote the open letter to him. And it was the first um, in the first paragraph. And you said, husband, I know that sometimes you feel as though the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Wait, no, scratch that on your pinky toe because we all know that hurts more. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I laughed because I was like, when you hit your pinky toe on the edge <laughs> of the bed, like, that shit is, like, for about right. two and a half seconds, the most painful yes. thing that you could have. That's deadly. So when you thought about it, when you was writing this, like, what do you think about and what do you, how do you, what does husband mean to you? What does that word husband mean? What does the word wife mean to you now that you, you know, you're carrying that title as a wife? And the reason I ask you that is I know how hard Franklin works. Right. So to be with someone that's working that hard, does it push you to want to work harder? 
And just where did this open letter come from? Um, it does. To me, the word husband, it just en- encompasses so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can just sit down and explain it in, like, a little 30-second little clip. Yeah. But um, Franklin does a really good job at making sure that our household is taken care of. And I know, you know, that when you, when you have your own business, it's kind of hard to make sure all your bills are paid on time, make sure you have food to eat. And leisure things. Exactly. Especially with me doing the same thing as an entrepreneur. Like, it's rough. Yeah. And Franklin just always hangs in there, make I, sure that we're good. And I know there's another part in there where you talked about um, in the, in the, when you wrote the article and you were saying how he made you feel like the puzzle piece that actually fits now. I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing because I didn't write all right, this down. Right. But you talked about like getting with him made you finally feel like you had somebody that made you feel not even whole, which is, I'm glad you didn't use that word. Right. But she was like, it that. made me feel yeah. included. You mm-hmm. felt like you were a part of something. Like, how did you feel before Franklin? I know you could say, well, I feel like I wasn't a part of something, but why did you feel like you felt that way? Um, well, a lot of it has to do with, like, my anxiety and mm-hmm. depression, which I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that later. But um, a lot of it has to do with that, and Franklin has always motivated me to go after my dreams. Like, no matter how many different ideas I have, yeah. he's like, yeah, try it, try yeah. it, try it. And so before him, I was always afraid to try different things, and he just kind of pushed me to, to do that. To do it. It's crazy because I know a lot of times I, I talk a lot about Artesia and I talk about a lot about her from a perspective of I didn't never need anybody to push me to to have my dreams, to live out my dreams. But it's like you always need somebody. If you don't have somebody pushing you to live out mm-hmm. your dreams, having somebody to kind of, I guess, uphold you while you're right. doing them because they may not see the vision that you you do. Right. I know when I first started this, I, she never questioned what I was trying to do, because even when I first started podcasting, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. Right. I was just like, I want to be on the radio. I want to talk about this, this and that. And I want to talk about things that affect me, things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. So to have somebody like that, you know, I think it's dope. And I see you guys work together. And I, the first thing I thought when you guys got married, I was like, I didn't even think like y'all thought at y'all age. Because, mm-hmm. Frank, you're what, 29 now? You're 31. Times yeah, he's how old. old are you? 27. Okay. So, But it's like, <laughs> at, even at 31, though, I wasn't right. thinking like that. Well, I'm really of, just now getting to that point. Where a lot of people mess up is they, like, a lot of people like to think about, like, what's in it for me? Yeah. How can I benefit from this? And that doesn't work when you're trying to start a business and I'm trying to start a business. Yeah. A business. You have to kind of think of it like, this is what he needs yeah. to be whole for himself and this is what I need. And how important is it, like, like when you get advice, do you get advice from, like, your mother or your father? Or, like, where do y'all pull for advice from when you're having issues in a relationship? I don't get advice from my mom. I try to not to. T- I try not to tell her anything that goes on. And I mean, not not that she can't yeah. handle it, yeah. but just because I don't want her to skew, skew her vision of him. Yeah. Like I want her to have her own opinion. And that's true because we can easily do that. Mm-hmm. We can tell somebody something that we're mad about right in the moment, right? And we know that eventually we'll get past it. Mm-hmm. But family is gonna every negative thing they hear, they can hear right. all the positive things about the person that you've been with, mm-hmm. how they've kept a smile on your face, the fact that y'all have been together five years all the gifts that you bought for this person over the years, but you say two negative things, those are the things that stick out. Exactly. And it's unfortunate. So when I say mentorship, what does that word mean to you? And what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, To me, mentorship is having somebody to push you to keep on doing what it is that you want to do. Because whenever, you know, like whenever you want to do something with yeah. your life, every day is not like, ooh, I want to I wanna do this. Yeah. Like some days you're like, I don't feel like, writing a blog or I don't feel like reaching out to these people or I don't yeah. feel comfortable doing this. No, that's so. true. And the reason I brought that up is because I, I know you had talked about doing, is it after school mm-hmm. uh, programs with young right. girls? Mm-hmm. What made, what inspired you to want to do that and get into that? 
Well, I wanted to be uh, be there for teenagers, both boys and girls, mm-hmm. middle school and high school, because when I was around that age is when I kind of noticed uh, my depression yeah. and anxiety going on. Um, and I feel like if I had somebody that was there for me that I could have talked to, that I would have been able to be a little bit better than I am today. And it's crazy when you talk about depression, because I was reading the article, and as I was reading how you felt, I was like, I think they just came out with something. Was it Kevin Love where they were talking about Kevin Love is kind of fighting with anxiety yeah. and that's why he really it wasn't his hand. It was more so of like the the things he was going through. And they were asking, do you think LeBron James and them should apologize to him? And it was like, yeah, most definitely because if they were kind of talking shit about his toughness and his mentality when it's really like a medical issue, which in the black community we all know, like it's we we don't really want to go to the doctor. The depression isn't real. It's something you can pray away, which is I hate. When right. I hear people I hate say that. that. Me too. Like, I don't care how religious you are, how prayed up you are, you cannot pray away depression. When you hear the word depression, what does that word mean to you? What do you think about? Um, right now, I just think stigma because nobody likes to really talk about it. Yeah. Like, nobody likes to say, yeah, I go through that. And when you do, pe- people, like, they'll come to you in private and tell you, but yeah. nobody's going to be like, oh, I have major depressive disorder or yeah. I have bipolar. Um, To me, it's just still taboo. Mm-hmm. Now, was it something, because I know in the article you were talking about how you tried a lot of things like changing your diet, trying to meditate, so on and so forth. But at some point you were saying that you felt like you had to go get medicine, medical medicine for mm-hmm. that to actually happen. What was that like for you? And the reason I asked that is because, like I say again, with black people, when it comes to a point of I have to take a pill for something to make me act a way that I feel like I should act normally, mm-hmm. it had to be something where you're like, do I really need this? Or how long right. was that battle with it? You know what I'm saying? What was the battle like or the walkthrough in your mind before the process took place? Uh, before I decided, decided to get to on medi- yeah. medication, um, well, before it, I didn't really know like how I was supposed to be because I've dealt with it literally my whole life yeah. without knowing it. Yeah. Until like my brother, he had an incident maybe a year and a half before I went to the doctor to get help. Yeah. They found him unresponsive in a parking lot, um, and he was going through psychosis because he also had major depressive disorder. So maybe at like five o'clock in the morning, we get a call yeah. from the doctor saying we have your brother, your son in the hospital yeah. come now. And it was really scary. Cause like we got there, he was alert. Like he could walk, like yeah. he could walk, he can look around, but he couldn't talk. He or anything. And it's so. crazy. Cause I, when the first time I think, I think we all suffer from some form of depression, mm-hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not. But I know for me, one of the most recent times was probably about a year or so ago. And I remember just sitting on the couch and it was a point it, it happened after the bell's palsy. And I just got a point where I was just wouldn't leave the house. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was talking to me and she's like, we don't go anywhere anymore or we don't never do anything. And I was just like, you know, I want to go somewhere but this. I want to go somewhere but that. And I remember one day just sitting up by myself, not wanting to be at the house, but not really wanting to leave mm-hmm. and get out of the house. And I was like, what the fuck kind of shit? Like, yeah. how is my mind saying, get up and get out of the house? This shit sitting here right. on this sofa, sinking into the day, smoking, chilling, drinking, right. whatever. It's not good. You need to get out. But still, at the same time, be like, nah. Yeah, and it's so hard to explain that to other people. Yeah. Because they're like, you should want to be able to do this. Yeah. And I, it's like, I want to be able I to do, do that. I want to do that, but it's something in my mind. It's right. it's kind of heavy because even with working out, I would tell her, I'm like, I'm getting back into the gym. And now I'm getting back into the gym. But it was a time where I would literally get up, get dressed, sit on the couch, and I'm like, because for me, I felt like I had gained weight and I've never really been a big guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like to have put on a little weight. I was just like, how are people viewing me? Right. Cause I, this is how I view myself when I look in the mirror. So if I view myself like this, I know everybody else looking at me saying, mm-hmm. and that's part of your off. depression. too. Exactly. 
You think you know everybody's thinking about you. And, and then I was going out and mohos trying to holler. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even feel good. Right. I don't like me right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like it clearly was showing me like, damn, it's really you inside your own head talking yourself down. Right. I was re- I was watching something the other day and the guy was saying, I don't know. You got a FaceTime call. I don't know what the guy was saying the other day. Oh, they hung up. I don't know what the guy was saying the other day. He was talking about something to the extent of, he said, read something positive at least 30 minutes a day, if you can. Because he said your brain is it's kind of set up to where it's telling you you're going to fail. You're not going to do this. You're mm-hmm. not going to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. How can I make this work? How do I pay this bill? Where am I going to get this money from? Right. But he, you know, he's like, read something positive to try to offset that yeah. and give you some balance. Yeah, because studies say that you can actually rewire rewire your brain. Yeah. Like the more positivity you read and that you're around, it could change how yep. you think about literally everything. Yeah. So, I, you know, if, if you were talking to somebody who wanted to be married, mm-hmm. what would be something that you would tell them now? Like in this short period of time that you've been married, what would you advise them of before marriage? Um, don't get married if you don't want to find out the worst parts of yourself because it will bring it out of you. Mm. You got an example that you can tell? Um, I kind of learned how impatient I can be sometimes yeah. and how selfish I can be sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to admit that because like, whenever you whenever you see that in yourself, that's something you'll, you, you should, should want to yeah, work on it. Yeah. I, you know, I think... I don't have to be married to see certain things. I don't think I know I'm selfish, which is the reason why I've never been married. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never lived with a girl right. or a woman, whatever, however you want to say it. But the point of like, even when I think about it, but you'd be surprised what marriage will bring out of you. Good and bad. huh? Good and bad. Yeah. I just, you know, people, people make a joke and they'll probably say grow up. But did you, I know you said you and Frank waited until you got married before you guys had sexual intercourse. No, we um we or didn't. We did we, we dated for like three months and we had sex. But like maybe nine months before our wedding. You was following the ninety day rule? No. At the time. Okay. No. I had never had sex with <laughs> anybody else before, so I was just Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. Franklin's my the only person that I've ever See that with. and I think that's that and see, I she ain't your first dog. No. See and that's so cra- <laughs> ain't that crazy though? Yeah. But I think that's hard because I think I was talking to somebody the other day. And I was like, you know how dangerous it is to be a guy who may have been with like 80 girls and then you marry or date someone who hasn't or they've been with like three or four. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. And like you say, a lot of things you look at, you got to take all of that in, you know, to account and look at it like, can I be pleased in this aspect? Right. Or like you say, you're learning something where it's like, can he cook or can you cook? Can you cook? Mm-hmm. Okay. He does, mm-hmm. but I'm asking, can you cook though? Yeah, yeah, I cook. Okay, I do most of the cooking. Okay, okay, most of the cooking, most of the cleaning. That's me. That's good. so. Do you enjoy doing that? I mean, I Sometimes. enjoy it because I like how I do it better than he does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're just being. I honest, mean, it's a woman yeah. thing. Like, no. I like, I like it how I like. But it. I'm the same way. It's like yeah. certain things I don't want people doing because I'm like, you know what? I exactly. know I do it better. Like, I think when she makes eggs, I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'll make the eggs. I feel like my eggs are better, but pasta. I feel like she's right. better at making pasta. But I remember we got to a point I was like, yeah, don't make breakfast. Breakfast <laughs> is good. Not saying, look at her face. her face. Not saying your breakfast. Is, you got cameras on. Not saying that your <laughs> breakfast is bad. But it was the eggs. I just, I don't know what she did to her eggs. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not here for these eggs. Why would I say I'm not here for something? You know, I just see the gay be like, I'm not here for this. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Gotta add that on there. <laughs> I need more gay listeners on the podcast. Yes. I need them to call in. And okay. I need them to be on the pie. If you know somebody that's gay, 
Well, you think I'm in the be beauty industry, so get them, because I be needing that full straight through conversation. Oh yeah, I can't. I, and I keep thinking about the one that we had where we couldn't play it because the dude tried to be Brody and was you know it was oh, a little yeah. altercation. And I was like, oh, was Frank there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there. You was the one doing it. Yeah, yeah we lost that footage. Couldn't do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. So you on your also on your website. Tell them what your website is. We keep talking about all these articles. Let oh, people the website know is uh, chastity so on this website, you talked about friends of the opposite sex when mm-hmm. in a relationship and marriage. Right. And on the on the uh, <laughs> an article, you talked about Frank having, <laughs> Frank having a friend. Yeah. And the friend, I'm trying to make sure I say I say this right or read it right. So Frank had a friend that he said was a friend that you okay yeah you was like all right this is a friend but you felt like she wanted more or it was something more there was, yeah okay yeah. and then you later found out you said years down the line that was. That girl, his ex? No. Okay, so. But he had cheated on his girlfriend with this girl. Oh, that's what it was. Damn, Frank. Now <laughs> she had come, to jump in on that. That's what I'm saying. She ain't jumped in on no other part. But now she ain't. So I was trying to make sure I read it. So the girl that he cheated on his last girlfriend with was that girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, in Frank's defense, mm-hmm. not Frank's defense, but sometimes <laughs> you do have a relationship or a friendship with a person past the sexual aspect right. of it like that sexual aspect can die out it can but let me tell you what happened mm-hmm. though um we had first it was when we first started dating and yeah. like i'm i'm at his house every day and like she knows that we're in, in a relationship because yeah. it was like maybe a year into our relationship we've been together for almost seven years yeah and um she sent him a text message because you know franklin posts like pictures oh, yeah. with his shirt off all vain, the time. Very vain. Vain, vain. That's no. that Kappa. No, I'm yes, yeah, that's, that's that Kappa. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and she sent him a text message and she was like, oh, you look so good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, why would she text you that? Like, yeah. she knows you're in a relationship. That's inappropriate. And he was like, oh, no, that's nothing. That's nothing. And I was like. But see, this yeah. is the thing, too. This is what I've said, too. People really don't give a shit about relationships no more. They don't. No, now, they don't. Now, so now let me say this. That and then the way, because she's had guys approach her and, and she'll be like, you know, at the time she'd be like, oh, I'm in a relationship. And they would be like, are you married, though? Mm-hmm. And I and she would tell me that and she I wouldn't get mad. And it I'm blew like, me away the first time I heard that, though. And when she would right. tell me, I was like, I ain't yeah, mad because no that's how I do. I mean, but also, you know what's so funny, though? I think we have to be careful because how many movies have we actually watched before where something or a TV show where an inappropriate relationship takes place. It could be infidelity. It could be some kind of affair. It could be whatever. And we look at it in a movie and we like, yeah, you want people to be together. Like uh, Scandal. Scandal. Oh. You know, Fitz yeah. and Carrie. Like, oh, I hate people, them together. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. you got some people that's like, they really right. love each other. I want them to be together. It doesn't matter that he was married. Right. But it's like when it comes to personal life, we have a problem. Oh, with yeah. It. It's just like when you have, when you see in a movie, if a dude's trying to get a girl and he, you know, say for instance, I met you at work somewhere mm-hmm. or at a Walmart and I like you, but you don't give me the attention I want right then and there. I find a way to get your number. I come back the next day or I call you. You got a chance on the movie to get that girl. In real life, she can be like, nigga, how did you get my number? <laughs> and why the fuck yeah. are you calling me? Right. So it's just funny to me because, like I say, the, 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 yeah. yeah. Just don't it don't balance out. Yeah, but like things things continued, so you're kind of like I know there there had to have been something going yeah. on there. You got guy friends? I don't, not really. Okay, but the optional. I mean, I mean, I could if I wanted to. Yeah, but um, 
we just ain't wired that way. We didn't. We. Right. I just. I think people have to understand truly. And it's funny because this guy hit us up, and we'll talk about it later on Facebook. And he wanted us to check out this album. Mm-hmm. That was it. A it's a couple, right? Yeah. They put this album out, and they're basically addressing relationship issues. And like it's amazing. Date by the way. night, mm-hmm. sex, stuff like that. And it was a part in there where the woman he was uh, he asked his wife, "What do you need to stay married, or what did you learn from being married?" And she was like, "I learned that it is compromise." And she went and she dived into it a little bit more. And she was like, "With compromise, understanding that there are going to be things that he wants to do that I don't like or I don't want to do, mm-hmm. but you do them right. in hopes that you know you'll get those same things back." That's the thing about a, a marriage. You ain't going to like doing the shit that somebody may like. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he, Frank may like hot food and you don't like hot food. It may inconvenience you to make a bigger pot so you could have half and half. Oh, that's you, our life. You know what I'm saying? I don't eat meat. He's He eats meat. So. It's a compromise. Two different dishes every day. See, that's crazy. <laughs> but it's compromise. Right. It's something that I think you just also have to learn whose shit can you put up with. Right. Because sometimes you'll be with somebody. Like it's been times she done been over there and I'm like, I wish this motherfucker go home. Mm-hmm. And then when she leave or she's left, I'm like, right. I wish she was still here. But damn, she just was getting on my nerves for right. a moment. Then you have people that, that come over and you like, when is this motherfucker leaving? I exactly. know they just got here, but I'm not sure why I made this decision to invite this person over here. Right. Like those and guys have that. We do that bad. We do that so much. And we'll be feeling one way and you'll invite somebody over. And by the time that person get there, you're like, yeah, I ain't feeling this way no more. Oh, yeah. Always masturbate before making wrong calls. <laughs> Always. It will That's save you. Right it will save you so much shit. Mm-hmm. You will get to know yourself. And then you understand the things that you don't like. My therapist has told me today, she said, when you come back next week, talk about your deal breakers. Mm. I don't need to wait till next week. I can tell you right now. <laughs> I don't need to write nothing down. <laughs> and I think that blows away because she always, you know, they always like, take this, do some little homework. Mm-hmm. Don't need no homework. Right. Self-awareness is key. That's what I'm saying. I already know everything. She was asking me all these questions. Like, she was even asking me, she's like, do you think marriage is for you? And I thought about you and Frank, and I thought about my mom and my dad who, you know, I thought about relationships that had worked and those that didn't work and how they looked to me. And it's crazy because none of them look appealing to me. So then she said, how does that work for you? And I was like, I don't know where I fit in. And that's why I used to tell her all the time. I was like, I don't really know. Where. So when I read your article, Mm-hmm. getting ready for today's show I was like I don't know where I fucking fit in right. I say shit that most people ain't gonna say I don't give a fuck of my job listen to this and say shut this motherfucker up <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I just feel like we have so many rules in our lives that we're living that we abide by these rules good question for you do you feel like in a relationship that you've given up a part of yourself to be here? Mm, like not a ba- at all. Okay. And see, mm-hmm. the reason I say that, I don't think you feel like you should have to give. If you feel like you got to give something up mm-hmm. to be somewhere, I don't think that's a good decision. Right. Because you're asking somebody to change something about themselves to be here. Exactly. And eventually it builds resentment. Yeah. And right. that goes back to the whole, like, selfish thing. I mean, we're all naturally selfish. Hell so yes. that goes back to that. It doesn't. It's just, Frank, where is the mic? Can, is that mic? Can you grab that mic? This is Women's History Month. I want you to tell me what you appreciate <laughs> about your wife. I'm sure that's one of the easiest things you could do. I Look like at, how he just jumped yeah. at the chin. And just yeah, you could just hold a mic like that. He, he man. manned the mic. Yeah, that's what. I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Hillary back. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for you, y'all been married a year and a half now. Yeah, almost a year and a half. 
most exciting thing that you've learned on this journey of being married? About myself or about her? About yourself and then about her. Oh, man. You got to put me on spot like yeah. that. I'm kind of like blank at the moment. Um, the, the whole entire selfish thing, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback on that. Like, I am extremely selfish. And I know it now. My mom told me that a long time ago, but like the moment that you <laughs> actually like walk in the house with somebody that yeah. you notice you stuck with forever, yeah. and every morning you wake up and you put your hand on the counter and you hit this right here. Oh, that ring. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck and like, okay, yeah. All right. See, that's the whatever thing. She, whatever she needs, that's what I got to go do today. And you've been married before to where you said it does change once that paper is signed. Yeah, it does. It takes place naturally. And that's why I said I am not interested in getting married again. It's like a natural order of things just mm-hmm. shifts and changes. And I think, and it's so funny because you do hear people, some people talk about, you know, marriage being a good thing, marriage being something that has happened and they're happy that it happened. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's like majority of people say. And I think marriage is great. I mean, I like I said, I grew up always knowing that I was going to be married and have children mm-hmm. but it's it's different when you actually get into it right and you have to work through those moments like you said where it brings out the best and the worst of you and that's one of the reasons why i will i've said this before but i will always be close to my ex-husband because he saw me at my worst and he never judged me he mm-hmm. never threw it up in my face and that's how you know that somebody really loves and cares for you right. So if you felt like you learned that from a marriage, though, I guess my mindset would be like, why wouldn't you get married again if you, like, maybe the second time it'll be, because, you know, whatever. Because also in that same moment, I learned that marriage wasn't for me. Right. As much as I yeah. thought I wanted it yeah. growing up, it's just not something that is appealing to me anymore. Right, and marriage right. is not for everybody. Like, there's not a rule that says you need to be you married mean, or you have to be a parent. Yeah. And I think that's this. the biggest thing because growing up, it's like that's something that you're taught to aspire to. Mm-hmm. And then once you get it, if it's not for you, then you're going to be miserable anyways, no matter how good the person is, no matter how great the relationship looks on paper yeah. or anything like that. So I think that's the reason why I dodged it, honestly. Like, I dodged it for years because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to fit into this. Like he said, coming home knowing that whatever you know this person may want something or need something and you have to try and do something to supply that need mm-hmm. right you may not be able to get an off day right and for women i'm pretty sure it's hard because we expect y'all to be on point at all times all the time <laughs> at all times mm-hmm. from makeup to keeping yeah. your body in 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 check and all of that shit i'm gonna say this that is an unrealistic thought it is and i and, I, and that's one thing unless that, you're rich and you just paying for everything to where she right. can just do that every exactly. day exactly but like I said it because like one thing that I, I had it in my head at one point but like like I was always around my mom a lot when I was growing up my yeah. mom and dad are still together but like seeing how my mom was and seeing how my dad was I'm like okay they're both comfortable with comfortable yeah get the word out right with the way that like both of them have changed there like, as far as like physically. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, man, that's just unrealistic thought. You can't yeah. expect like life is not Instagram. If mm-hmm. you, if you think that your life is going to be waking up and your, your wife look like an Instagram yeah. model every day, it's not going to happen. Sometimes you can't trust. You You're can't tr- yourself up for failure. Yeah, exactly. You really, that's but you, you can't trust that shit. Half the time, if you really look in the back, if all of us have lived in an old apartment, I'm sure at some point, mm-hmm. you know, the old apartment where the wall has the little, uh, if you scratched or scraped it, it oh, like yeah. the little things would flicker mm-hmm. or on oh, the wall. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could just see it. On the wall. Yeah, on the wall. <laughs> and then sometimes, nine times out of ten, for the most part, unless they're doing some kind of modeling somewhere else, most of these models on TV got walls and, and ceilings like that. Yes, they do. Which means it's subpar living. Right. You know. 
You, they you, sacrifice. Yeah, they sacrifice yes. their ass <laughs> for these likes. Right. Find them little uh, cornball things on the exactly. wall. Check they ceiling out. And another day, give away about an average apartment or whatever when somebody's trying to be something. Check out the mini blinds. Right. Mm-hmm. If they got them thin right. white blinds, not waffle blinds as I call them, or plantation <laughs> blinds. Right. Then you need to chill out. Right. But we are so judgmental on social media, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you got motherfuckers on social media judging people who don't look the part, mm-hmm. judging people who actually do look the part. But we judging them for them showing that they do look the part. Right. right. So, I don't know. How do you feel? Go ahead. I, go. I was just going to say, like, you asked me what I did appreciate about my wife. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go back to that okay. so, so so I can answer that. I appreciate that she always calls me on my shit yeah. at any point in time. She's... Like, I'm a big creator of myself, but the moment that I do something, I'm like, yeah, I think that looks good. I like, I think that looks really yeah. good. Or I think I did a good job. And I started to pat myself on the back. Yeah. She'll always come and crush my shit. <laughs> like, not, in a, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Just telling she, how you can do better. Exactly. That's yeah. She said, I know that you can do better. And there's right. always something that I leave out or I'm looking at like, yeah, I think that that is perfect. That looks, and she'll point out like, Five or six things. What has she mm-hmm. done? I mean, and it's crazy that you say that because in order for a woman to be able to speak to a man and make him change his mind about his initial thought, you have to have some kind of worth to him. Because normally we'll just be like, I don't give a fuck what somebody else thinks. Right. I'm going to do me. So for him to be like, what you say makes him alter what he, what the final output is, mm-hmm. says a lot. Right. Because mm-hmm. if somebody trying to tell me shit and I don't really, you know how many people have hit me up and been like, you should do this on a podcast or you should change this on a podcast. And then I'd be like, in my in my mind, I think to myself, does this motherfucker have a podcast? Right. How many followers he got? <laughs> what does he look like? Right. What is he talking about? All right, nigga, keep your opinions to yourself. I'm not listening to you. If you if you I you have to be better than me at what I'm doing right. for me to say I'm gonna listen to him and change. I that peach Rita chase. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's delicious. I, I saw her suck off the star, you know, where, you, where you've been thirsty. It's like, mm-hmm. it's that like tap just to get the rest off your lip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers be sweet. It's really good. <laughs> so, Chastity, I appreciate you for being on the podcast today. Franklin, I appreciate you for coming and chiming in. Y'all are going to roll over to the next episode. We're gonna, what episode Before is this? Before we end this one, though, did she get to properly plug her nonprofit? Well, we weren't done. Yeah. Yet, oh, okay. I, now, if it you just ta- sounded like you. If you want to take over up. the hosting part, nah, I'm messing with you. I'm <laughs> wow. You a hard time. I mean, you know, you you come in and you guest co-host. <laughs> now you want to no, you you take the whole thing off. No, first of all, no, we might as well take now. the guest off because you actually gave me the co-host title. Yeah, I know. And you put me to work like I'm a co-host. So oh, I, yeah. Well, I asked you to come Co-host. in. I don't put you to work. Who? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, but yeah. But Chance, I do appreciate you for coming out. Uh, Franklin, I thank you for coming out. And these are the two that run everything that you see as far as our video, our audio, this couple. Are, these two are the ones that the powerhouse that keeps this shit going. Plug your uh, nonprofit and plug your website and then plug your social media. Okay, so for the nonprofit organization that I've started, it's still it's a startup. It's called the Judah Society, and we do free tutoring and mentoring to all students, um, particularly in the Garland area, but we also do like all around the Dallas-Fort Worth area as well. So we use Facebook a lot to tutor kids, which is new Facebook and text messaging, which I think is cool. To tutor kids? Mm-hmm. How does That's that awesome. work? I was going to say, how does that you work? Meet because the kids where they are. Exactly. 
That's very true. Mm-hmm. Yep. They send us a message on Facebook saying, I need help with this. And we ask them for a picture yeah. of what they're working what on. Is. And then we have somebody text them to help them out. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. Yep. There's no way. You know what? I honestly wish I would have grew up right now. Right. This is like the best it fucking really time. Is. I mean, interracial dating is a little bit more okay. The jerseys in school look great. Like right. basketball jerseys are fitted. They you got all these different shoes. We you know we weren't in little shorts and two big shorts. Like nothing exactly. fit us. Not to mention all the different opportunities for education. Exactly. Very true. <laughs> yes. How I wasn't. About that? I mean, I wasn't done <laughs> no, I yet. I know. No. I'm just giving you a hard time. Man. <laughs> See, that's why I have other people in here so y'all can do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. The sex and sports. It's something that comes, you know, it's near and dear to my heart, (laughs) you know. But I'm just saying. Well, I mean, of course, I think about the things. But technology, too, because I think I told you growing up in Texarkana, we didn't have STEM projects. Yeah. I didn't know that you could be an engineer. I mean, if I wasn't working, I don't know what I was supposed to be. Yeah, and shout out to my son who just got accepted to the ICM Academy for his middle school term. Oh yeah, yes. and, so see, and when she told me that, I was like, "He got accepted into a school. How old is he?" Well, I had to. Go, I went through the same process, and that's so funny because yeah. when I first met you, I was like, "Why he just?" I, honestly, when I first met you, I thought you were making excuses. All I did until was show I went up back for school. All I knew is in <laughs> August, show up for school. You get a little break in December, January, had your ass back at school and pass. Go to the next grade. Until mm-hmm. I went back home with you, that's when I realized I was like, "Damn!" Like he was, you know, telling the truth. And yeah. then I heard other people that grew up with you was yeah. like, "We didn't have the same opportunity." No, you don't have I was the same like, opportunity. Where the fuck you come from? Yeah, because <laughs> that was me. that was I, like the standard to me. Like, like I didn't know that graphic design was a was a degree until knew. I got that's to what I'm school. Saying. Wow! I was a year. I was a. I was two quarters in to, at Louisiana Tech yeah. before I realized that they had an actual program to help people get a degree in art. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I did not know. But the only fucked up thing, and before we get out of here, the fucked up thing about school to me is that I hate is it is puts you, you know how if you have a music artist and you know they give them a five million dollar advance, mm-hmm. that's an advance you got to pay that back. You got to make sure whatever you're doing, it gets paid back. That's right. what college is. Mm-hmm. They spot us fifty to a hundred grand to get a piece of paper. And we ain't even getting paid the money that we're supposed to get paid from these degrees that we gotten. And half the time, not even working in the degree in field. In the degree exactly. field. Mm-hmm. So in the in the scheme of things, for me, I'm like, why are we going to school again? Exactly. What is it benefiting? Now, the job I have, it required a degree, but that who you know mm-hmm. and what you know is so serious because before I even had my finished my degree, I knew a guy who knew and they trusted him, so they brought me in. Mm-hmm. I've literally probably had one job that I've gotten on my own since I've been here. In, mm-hmm. in Dallas for 13 years. Every other job has literally been who I knew mm-hmm. to get a job. And that's the way it's going now because before mm-hmm. I've gotten all my jobs just off of my experience yeah. and the work that I put yeah. in. But now it's really more so about who you know. But that's why a lot of the shit fucked up too because we're it putting is. a lot of people in that don't deserve it. That don't deserve it and don't right. know what they're doing and it's like you shouldn't be in that position. Mm-hmm. You're leading us all astray. Yes. I was in a meeting the other day and we were talking about we were doing presentations in front of big wigs and one thing that I think people have to learn to do is, I know you're checking the clock. I'm about to get out of here. One thing people have to learn to do is when somebody asks you a question, answer that question. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know how to ask questions. Right. At my job, they were asking, they was like, hey, with you, when you guys go to the clients and you're offering or selling something, what are you offering them? Like, how do they know that this program is worth signing up for? What are you selling them? And some people answered. But they never answer this question of what he was offered. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
We offer an auditing system. Mm-hmm. We are we are a liaison between the two. You don't have to worry about this. We take care of your numbers. We take care of your inventory. All you have to do is sign up for this program. We build a shop free first, and then we come in and we bring our services. So basically, you don't pay for shit until you use shit. That's the selling point. Mm-hmm. And when you get and then when you take this program, you never have to touch these things again. Who don't want to not do nothing for something? Right. Mm-hmm. But the way they not, but they don't know how to relay yeah. that message. Mm-hmm. And I told the big wig, I said, a lot of times, no offense, because I didn't even know their names. I was like, a lot of times we go into these meetings and we're talking up here to sound like something we're not. When the people that you're talking to are right in here, mm-hmm. they got a high school education, maybe a technical education. Like, uh, you know, they don't have masters and whatever or D1 school degrees. So it's like you got to bring that down. And when people yep. start feeling like you're talking over their head, they ch- they, they clock mm-hmm. out because right. they like this. is I don't know what you're talking about. This right. ain't for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, plug your social media, plug the website, and then we'll get up out of here, man. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Chastity K. Williams, and the website is ChastityKWilliams.com. I'm so glad to be back to the podcast. Uh, let me – I got it. I'm, I'm all over the place today. <laughs> like I'm all over the place today. Yeah, that wasn't the right password. Right again. Not an error. So basically, if y'all need to, y'all can follow the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. Be sure to keep up with all things the reality is. Yes, I'm resetting by following us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player.fm, Listen Notes, and more. Be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening to or uh, the podcast on. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. We do really want rating and reviews. Like, we got thousands of people listening, and we got, like, 37 reviews. We need to bump that up. Please. Even if you hate the show, say, this dude's show sucks ass. <laughs> and I'm going to read that and say, damn, I wonder what episode he listened to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to get mad and be like, oh, fuck this shit. Artiz is giving me that eye because she's hot. But I normally say I always, you know, remember the NL Courage Excel Success. 2018, I want to start kind of closing out sometimes by saying, ride your own dick sometimes. Yes. That's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm good gonna go. advice. Ride your own dick sometimes. Be, you know, be positive. We already over. It's over. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Artiz. Let me, can I wait one second? It's rambunctious in here. <laughs> we'll be back, y'all. This is episode 175, episode 176. 176. You were preparing yourself to fart? He was. Ain't nothing. Hey. <laughs> How do you prepare for that? For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.